Welcome everyone to Didn't Hate It, the podcast where idiots review all kinds of stuff. We'll talk movie news, reviews with a couple of dudes, and sometimes a lady or two. Brought to you by the Soto Arts Institute. Well, hello and welcome everybody to Didn't Hate It podcast, where um, all of us dudes and hopefully soon a lady or two probably not are going to review. Uh, some movies. We coming with you with news, a topic every week, and some suggestions. My name is Zach. I'm here with my friend Rob Rock, hey, hey. Sai Burnett, and uh, Lewis from DAI. Lewis <laughs> <laughs> Jennings, everybody, round of applause. We're welcome. We're glad he's with us. So yeah, guys, how, how y'all been? Good, excellent. Fantastic. Does anybody care? No. I care. Does anybody really That's know question what time it is? Care. Our two fans in Germany care. Uh, hey, shout out to Germany. What town uh, in Germany? Uh, Frankfurt on me, mine. Yeah, oh, this, I'm so bad. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. Just I can barely speak yeah. English. We know it's Frankfurt. We see you, so thank you for that. Yeah, shoot, shoot us an email, man. Shoot me an email yeah. at uh, rob at desotoartsinstitute.com and say hi, man. We'd love to know. If you're regular listeners and what you think, do not email me. Uh, Italy, we've we've got that one. Oh no, it might be France. Sorry, the colors are very similar. (laughs) Now we don't. Now we don't have any racist. No, he's colorblind. Don't worry about. Yeah, he is colorblind. Colors are tricky for some of us. How many of you are colorblind? Just, just for some of us, (laughs) it's a difficult life. Okay. Seriously, if you're out there listening, man, we'd love to hear from you. We're new to podcasting and doing this and we've got some ideas for some other things you're we're talking about um e3 before too long right yeah we're talking about doing an e3 uh just some thoughts on what's been revealed and all that um and so e3 what is that gaming or something it, it's or? a gaming expo and we looked up what e3 actually means i'm the only one that I got forget. close actually and i'm not a gamer. yeah it's like entertainment Electronic. Electronic Expo. Expo, something like that. All right. All right. So we talk about doing yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. uh, let us know what, if you like what we're doing, man, let us know what uh, you'd like us to hit on and maybe you give us some cool ideas. Yeah. And you can um, email in at info at desotoartsinstitute.com or if you want to talk to Rob, rob at desotoartsinstitute.com. Yeah, send me an email. E- either I won't way. Tell, I won't tell Josiah about it. Yeah, either way, someone will respond to you and uh, <laughs> we appreciate y'all listening. Um, I don't know why you're listening, but we appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, while while we're on the subject, our um, Outside Arcadia on YouTube is over 22,500 or so last yeah. night views. Just all of a sudden, it's picking up, and I think the algorithm likes us. And after some dust sci-fi uh, films are showing, it's uh, listing us. Man, go out and check out some of our short films that we've done over the last few years. Um, we write them. Um, uh, last few I've directed, just I directed a couple. And um, the crew are students of ours at DeSoto Arts Institute, where we're teaching filmmaking and writing and doing some cool things and love to let, uh, get you in on that and leave a comment let us know where you heard about us because we're kind of blind out there in the analytics we kind of 
know how many, and they're starting to not want us to find out how many people are viewing, which is crazy, but all right. The truth is, is I'm watching it in different IP addresses. All of Nice. Someone's got to. <laughs> Listening got in. computers at home. Yeah. Constantly All on VPNs. <laughs> Speaking of VPNs, this uh, is not sponsored by anybody, no. so <laughs> if you, you want like to sponsor yeah. us, there could have been an ad right here. Right. <laughs> so Insert your ad now. Yeah. We're pricey, but we're worth it. That was Worth my motto it. in high school. Anyway. And, we're ju- and we're just doing two second ads. These three and four second ads that I get on YouTube and stuff, that's just way too long. I think actually, <laughs> like, I have this motto in life, um, and this is probably not good for people listening that want to sponsor us, that if someone interrupts my video, I promise you I'm not buying your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, if you want to sponsor us, sorry about that. <laughs> Dude, don't worry. I only go back and listen to this podcast like six times a week. So That's true. That's half of our <laughs> analytics right there. So, Well, guys, um, what have y'all been up to? Y'all got anything going on crazy in life? Anything? or No. Or what? All right. Not at all. Well, well, let's dive into uh, some movie news. I think uh, our good friends uh, Lewis Jennings from DEI. Uh, DEI, has some, I think, is some news about Wedding Crashers 2. Yeah, uh, Wedding Crashers 2 is in development. Woo. I assume Owen Wilson is coming back. Well, let's hope so. Vince Vaughn, without yeah. those two guys, what is it? Yeah, I think uh, I think we can all say that, that Owen's got that Marvel money now. Yeah, and he's like, I, I can so, produce yeah. things. What did he do in Marvel? He's uh, in Loki. Mm. Oh, he's, okay, cool. He's uh, Morbius, Mobius, Mobius M. Mobius, Morbius. That's a vampire. What am I talking about? Yeah, uh, I have not watched this show yet. So yeah, I haven't watched it. No, I will. I like it better than the other two Marvel really? shows. See, that's the thing. Like the other two were just okay. So I'm I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. Just, what you're saying is you didn't hate it. I, I, I didn't hate either one of them, and, and I will watch Loki, obviously. It's just one of those things that, like, I don't know. I'm going to procrastinate on it, and then I'll wind up liking it, you know? Nice. Well, um, I enjoy all the Marvel, and I'm glad that Mar- Marvel has hired Owen Wilson so that we can get... I'm, I'm just speculating. I don't I don't think that Owen Wilson is You're doing... You're trying to segue back to the news topic. <laughs> yeah, I was seg- a segue. You know, speaking of segues, um, when I was a kid, <laughs> you remember these like... Did, did you go to public school, Lewis? I did. Okay, you went to public school yeah. too. So we're we got all, a lot of homeschoolers around here, so yeah. we have to ask that. We have to ask. Not that we're judging. Do, do we're y'all just remember saying. in like third or fourth grade, you used to get these like highlighter magazines? Highlighter yeah. magazine. Like you the, remember? The book fair? Yeah, yeah. No, like the teacher would just give you a highlighter magazine every once in a while. Propaganda. American propaganda. American no. propaganda. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I remember, um, like I said, speaking of segues, um, I remember seeing like the segue in like the new tech section of that magazine thinking, oh, that's so space age. And now I'm seeing it and I think, uh, that's the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> that's so old. <laughs> People have segues. Gross. <laughs> I love segues. If you are a representative of a segway company, reach out. I would love for you to sponsor us. Big, speaking, big of, of speaking of segways, uh, you want to talk about a movie? Well, uh, I got some more news here. Uh, according to Screen Rant, uh, Spider-Man No Way, no Way Home continues oh, to home. troll fans over trailer release. So... 
what I want I don't really want to talk about that. What I want to talk about really is um Spider Man. <laughs> uh Spider Man's coming out, but in particular, I want to talk about what do y'all think about them taking Spider Man and just trying to troll everybody with the you know, back before they released the title, they had like all the um the different titles and th- they were releasing images with like, you know, um Home Slice. Oh, that, yeah, that was classic. But yeah. that wasn't D- Disney and Marvel. That was like the stars, right? Or am I just... I, I, I don't know. Wrong? I might I be wrong. That was Sony and a director, I think. Oh, I thought Zendaya yeah. did it, but... It was Zendaya, Jacob Batalon, and Tom Holland. Okay. I only ever see these things like after they've been reposted 50 times on Facebook. So by the time it reaches me, I, I don't know where it came from. Um, but yeah, I, I love a good troll. I love... Uh, when Wendy's on Twitter says something mean about McDonald's, so that's kind of the same scenario here, if you ask me. Ronald McDonald versus Wendy. That would be a fight. <laughs> fight of the century. Mm, I'm showing up in the parking lot at 315 to see this one. I think uh, I think I'll skip that. <laughs> you guys didn't grow up in public school fighting after school, did you? You can't I do did, that anymore. Actually, I went to school fighting a lot for my life. Wow, this is a crapper. This is an intermission. He just didn't know it. <laughs> no, I think I like it. I think it's funny, um, but I don't know if I like the whole um, just because it's a the young stars movie. You know, I just I don't know. Troll everybody. I don't know what the marketing looks like, like what the strategy looks like for that, because it's like, it, it, does misdirection help your movie? You know what I mean? Like when you release stuff like Home Slice, yeah, you might get a viral meme going. Um, and I, I I was a fan of Home Slice. I, I think that's a good. It's better name than uh, uh, what was the other one? The second one. No way home. No, far from home. Far from uh, home. Yeah. So so what are they doing to troll? What? Because I haven't seen it yet, but what are you talking about? So, like, a couple months ago, before they released the title of the new uh, Spider-Man, which is uh, No Way Home. Which is also not a great yeah. title. Which is, not, well, I mean, the first one was a great title, Homecoming. I thought that was great. It grew on me. It grew on me. And then the second one, I was like... Uh, second one's a bad title. Far From Home. I like the movie. Good title. I uh, mean, bad title. And then <laughs> Good movie. everybody was wondering, are they going to stay with the, the home kind of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? The motif. Theme. Motif. Yeah. yeah, motif, yeah. And uh, so, so they just released a whole bunch of fake titles. So Phone Home, Spider-Man Phone Home. I like that. Uh, Run Home, I ate at Taco Bell earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come on, everybody can relate to that. If you're American and have eaten Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Home Wrecker. <laughs> okay. That's there weird. was that scene in the second one. Him taking the pants off. You remember that one? No. Okay. No. No. Oh yeah. I what about Spider Man Unmasked? Homer Simpson. Oh, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> uh, better than uh, No Way Home. I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, no Way Home's not a great title. I'm just gonna. Sounds throw that. bleak. And honestly, I did not like Homecoming, the title of it, until I saw the movie. Now I love the movie, so I'm totally fine with the title. Um, that's why I say it grew on me. But Far From Home. I don't like that title. It just, I, I get, I get what they're trying to do with it, and I get that it goes with the movie fairly well. It just doesn't roll off the tongue, and I don't remember it. Does anything roll off your tongue? Not you really. can barely speak of the English. <laughs> Sorry for Sorry. everyone listening. <laughs> I feel like all we ever do is apologize to the people that listen. You're to apologizing, and you need Someone to. Someone has to. No, okay. So, job. what they did was they had this big, uh, this big 
um, like brainstorming board of names and like they have a whole bunch like like home run, um, homemade, homesick. Which homesick probably would have been a good one. All of these could be the title. Close to home. Yeah, and I think that's what the point was. Which is self-aware, but it's still bad titles. Yeah, why this theme of... I mean, if it was something to do with spiders or something, but why home? Well, because he's a homeboy. (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man homie. Spider-Man the homeboy? (laughs) Spider-Man the homeboy. I'd watch Mm -hmm. it. They have yeah, that sure. movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2? What? Uh, no, I was thinking of the first ones. Oh, Toby? Toby Maguire. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Holland. Toby Maguire. Okay, let's move on. We talked about that too much. So, we're, we're talking gonna about We're going to cut that whole segment. We're talking about a movie. Right. Um, And that movie is... Lewis is using American Sign Language to tell us the title right it's now. It's a quiet place. So for the rest of the podcast. We should have had Lewis. Lewis is so uh, mild-mannered and soft-spoken. We should have had him. Let's start that over. And the name of our movie is? Part two. Is it ASMR part, version. It, it, is it part two or just two? Part two. Part it's two. part two. And that, that, that kind of... I, Why you can't know, you come up the catchy title, Spider-Man Home, 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 Home? Why can't they come up catchy. with a, a quieter place? <laughs> a quieter well, place. Well, because something. what's the third one? A quietest place? The quietest place. <laughs> An even or, quieter place. Or, or they could have stole mine. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't mind uh, part twos, but uh, the only thing I, I don't like about the, the part two thing is that it feels like you're saying the first one is not a complete movie. Which might be fair because it's it's pretty short and uh, maybe need a little more to flesh it out there. But uh, uh, you know, well, yeah, I'm with you. Know, it's just I'm weird. with you. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know I was about to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just got really quiet. For you were just typing away, typing uh, away, typing away. Yeah. So the f- I'm gonna point to Josiah. Josiah's gonna say facts. So according to Google. It was released, it says 2020 on IMDb. Well, that's because its original release date was supposed to be 2020. Yeah, but it didn't come out till 2021. Yes. Summer 2021, right? Well, it's not summer yet, but yeah. Yeah, it's summer, it's June. Uh, Yeah, but summer doesn't start till... um, I'm not in charge of the season. End of June. I don't know. What's the (laughs) lunar cycle? I don't know. It's hot outside. But still, it's not a 2020, and that that bugs me sometimes. It's 110 degrees in Mississippi. So So is it going to be qualified for Oscars? Is it, you know, where does that land in the whole Oscar thing? And it's like, really? Well, I'm going to guess it would be a 21. Yeah, I guess so. But if your date, that's messed up to me, man. That bugs me. It's a drama. It's a horror drama. Sci-fi, sci-fi, thriller, thriller. It's pretty good. I was thrilled. Yeah, I was thrilled. Um, yeah, we'll get into specifics and stuff. But man, uh, jump scares. How many times, man? We all went to the theater and sat. What, like six or eight of us or something? I don't forget how many we had. Yeah. 
Uh, I was We're kicking. Popular. I was kicking my feet out. I'm sitting well, back in that recliner chair, like yeah, well, jumping let me, and throwing. Let me my say this: I, I'm a sucker for a good jump scare, which there were some good ones in here, but there were some cheap ones too, which I'm not a sucker for. I, I, I got a thrill from everyone. I, I don't like when birds fly out, and that's the jump scare. That just is dumb to Did, me. Was that in this and, movie? Yes, yeah. and Where? that's the only one I jumped when, at. And oh, that's really? Why I hate those. They actually, <laughs> oh, scare me. Yeah. Don't just make me jump because of yeah. good editing, dude. Like, I was watching well, my heart rate. It's like. Jump yeah. scared. I'd look at my watch. It's like, holy crap! This is like awesome. in all fairness, they got me to jump, but because it was a cheap thing, yeah, with good editing, yeah, and, yeah. you know, props for that. But still, I'm with you on that. Scare, I typically don't me. like that. You yeah, know. scare me or thrill me, but don't. But trick that, me. but that's also to me a good sign of a good suspenseful moment, and sure. it's building to something. And then birds. And then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a pigeon. Ah! Yeah. Pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> killer pigeons um, so so the facts the facts are this domestically it's made uh 111 million million that's pretty good uh right? World, worldwide almost 212 million dollars yeah, man almost 212 and it's worldwide. only in theaters correct Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. That's and good. how much money did we spend seeing it? <laughs> uh enough. I spent 30 for Lisa and me. Woo. Yeah, I mean, it's like 14 a person here. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. At what? my local theater, oh, you went to bucks. a small one, yeah. Yeah, I went to a local local home theater, which is smart. Uh, but I'm not driving that far. Yeah, that's pretty good. It doesn't show a budget on um, IMDb anyway. But what what's this going to cost to make? I Wait. would imagine 130 million. Really, I think so because the first one was 90 million. Am I right about that? Someone's I thought the first one was a lot cheaper, but yeah, I'm gonna look. That it it up was too. cheap, but um, you know. Y- y- I, I could be wrong. I, I know people are like Googling right now and they're like, he's so wrong. Yeah, I'm looking it up for you. Don't bother. The budget for the first one was $17 million. Oh. Oh. The second yeah. one was $61 million. Oh, oh you did I find the budget? Numbers million. are hard. Man, that's making some bank right there. So John Krasinski has pro- is proving to me that, first off, it, it, once you see it, and we'll talk more in detail, he, he's becoming a great director. Yeah. He's doing some things really well. Really, yeah, you, really well. You, you hire your wife and kids, and there you go. And all, nice yeah, kids, all, all that money comes right back into your. Um, keep it in the family. Keep That's it like, in the. Fa- his brother was. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> his brother uh, did catering. Cillian Murphy is his brother. That is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. other facts? It's no. rated PG-13. <laughs> Not a fact. <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, but um, I think you're going to have a wider audience when you get rid of all the gratuitous cursing and things like that. So great. Uh, wide audience yeah and i would say like i really enjoyed that part of it um that it was like a movie like there wasn't any harsh line i mean obviously yeah. it's a quiet place like you well, they're not talking much yeah well even too when they label it a horror you know i was talking to willis and told him that we're headed out to see that that day and he goes oh man i don't watch horror films i said me either so um, it's marketed as a horror and Josiah has helped me understand too how so many movies are marketed as a horror film and then you see it and well, it's like it's really and not. I would actually <laughs> say this second one wasn't marketed like a horror movie I think the first one definitely was especially if you go back and watch the trailers um, it's definitely and, and the trailers are fantastic for, for both of them but the second one's more like an action adventure almost marketed as that yeah. a slow action adventure well yeah yeah but, but if you watch a, the trailer like like half of the trailer is that first scene. Because I love awesome. that horrible yeah. scream that she lets out when she tells everybody to run. She goes, run! Well, it's the... Um, <laughs> she doesn't scream it because you can't scream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, like, 
I, I I can watch like horror movies all day long, like like Jason, you know, slashers. Yeah, um, there's a horror stuff movie like called that. Jason. Like <laughs> even like even like um, you know. Paranormal, like, do you, you know, what, like, your typical horror movie that's going to be like, like, you're supposed to be really scared. That, that stuff doesn't scare me. What scares me is like movies like this and like Disturbia. You remember Disturbia? Oh, yeah. Disturbia I didn't that watch Disturbia the, forever because to me, that was going to be hardcore horror. And there are some horror elements in it. Yeah. But man, that is one creepy burner, man. Slow burner. Yeah. Wow. Th- th- that is still today, I think, the scariest movie I've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah. It's disturbing. And it's that suspense and, um, you know, the real life. Yeah. And see, that's what I love about uh, films like A, a Quiet Place is that there is uh, they are becoming masters at building that suspense instead of just like you said, the jump scares or the, you know, cut somebody's head off in a scene or something like that to shock the crap out of you. I hate slasher films and demonic films, country and stuff like that. Uh, it's things like this that, like, I want to go in there and be creeped out and uh, scare me a little bit and stuff, but I don't want cheap stuff. I want this kind of masterful suspense building, writing, direction, acting, the whole deal. Yeah, I, and to, to, to me, that that that's way more scary than, you know, like you said, someone getting yeah. their head cut off or whatever. Yeah. Hey, who cares? Yeah, this this is the kind of stuff that sticks with you. You know, you you wake up the next day, and I always ask Lisa when we watch a movie, whether it's at home or a theater or something, I'll ask her the next afternoon or something, how many times have you thought about the movie? Uh, just to see if it's the kind of thing that sticks with me or her, just to go, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. And which scenes, if she goes, yeah, I've thought about a lot, which scenes? And then, sure enough, a lot of times, uh, well, I don't know, it's kind of equal. Same scene or completely different scenes for completely different reasons. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, okay, how how many of you, y'all all seen the first one as well? Yeah. So, we went and watched it and took took a buddy of mine, and he was like, I haven't seen the first one. I was like, well, this is, it's like half a prequel, or like a quarter of a prequel. And then the rest like a is good sequel. eighth of like, prequel, yeah. Yeah, and then a uh, sequel. Um, only thing you need to know is that somebody dies. <laughs> we'll get that in the spoiler. Somebody needs to look up um, how long that opening scene was in part two because I'm guessing it's, I would say, three to five minutes. It felt like 15, but it, it also didn't feel like 15, you know? It, it felt long, but I think it's, I, I think this movie, though, does this thing very well where. The, the, the sound design and dynamic of it makes you just feel that suspense mm-hmm. of where you're just like, I cannot wait. Bruh, I had to get up to go to the bathroom like twice because I pee every 20 minutes. and uh, Overshare. Each, each time, I just want y'all to know a little bit about me. Um, but each time I got up, like I came back once and I like knocked Lewis's candy over or something. And I legitimately looked around like the monster was going to come get me. <laughs> like, like there's such an atmosphere in that theater because the sound design is so good. It yes. makes me feel like everyone's. It's got to win awards for sound design, man, yeah. because first they did, did genius things. And it was really cool because one. it uh, took you into um, her world when mm. the sound kind of went out yeah. or went like that. It's like, oh my gosh. And two, it was helpful too um, to reveal a little bit about the character. When she's got the hearing aid in, she can hear somewhat. She can't hear well, 
but yeah. she can hear that noises are happening and stuff. And then when the little magnets off her head and the hearing aids not on and it's just quiet, like there's nothing happening. It's like, you can't even hear the air. It's like, that's freaky because you feel like you're isolated with her. And that was yeah. really powerful. Especially like the scenes where she's, you know, in danger and she doesn't know it yet. Yes. And and you're, as you can the see audience, a shadow moving you, in the background. Like, what? I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's just that, that suspense build up is just, you know, and what you're saying about the snack stuff, like my, t- my go-to snack is a white lightning from the place that I go to and, um, Reese pieces, <laughs> white lightning. I've never had that drink. Exactly. It is, uh, it's Sprite and Fanta strawberry Fanta mix. Okay, man. That's it's hardcore, man. Tasty. I don't know if I can hang out with you anymore. <laughs> it's like, Anyways. so are we still in the fact section? Um, cause I want to point out an hour and 37 minutes. If this was two hours, I would, I, I would just be thrilled just to have another 20 minutes or so of this thing. But if it did end and when it ended, I thought that there was going to be another few minutes or something. And I wanted it so badly. It's a little short, man. I want both of them. I don't think too many movies are too short. I think more often I find movies that are too long. But I think the first one's a little too short. Could use a little more time to, to shape some things out. Same for this one. I think uh, if they would have just kind of built it out to two hours, which I almost never say about movies. Well, it, it really makes me want to like in in the in the world that we're in now of episodic work. Like I just want to see a quiet place series of where they fill Honestly, out this yeah. world. You know, that's what I I was honestly. Like, that's kind of when's the next episode? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So John Krasinski, Jim, no, <laughs> Jim. bearded Jim, um, in the house. Yeah, if you're listening, man, uh, episodes. Yeah, that would be great. Just hey, a hey, just John, a ten or twelve part uh, series, man. That would just be phenomenal. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. What, would turn into wa- a Walking Dead, though. I don't care. <laughs> I watch The Walking Dead still. Oh, just don't do seven, eight, ten, twelve seasons, man. Just do a couple seasons and call it done. I watch The Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, man. I watch the the the, the, the thought of the Walking Dead, of Walking Dead uh, <laughs> with the teenagers. Uh, I love. I just love that world building, though. And I think uh, you're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. You're a consumer. I mean, you know, whatever. I consume it. But what I was gonna say was. Um, that, that that when I was watching it, I meet my Reese Pieces. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> looking around. Yeah. yeah, I would tiptoe to the bathroom because because you're just it's a good movie because you just get lost in the world for a minute and then when you come back to reality, you're like, oh yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're We're exactly right. And I would get lost in the world. Then it would be a jump scare, and my feet would go like up in front of my face between the screen and me and I'd realize oh I'm sitting in a theater put my feet down <laughs> yeah yeah I was say even like when I walked out me and the guys I watched it with were just sitting in the parking lot talking I kind of like looked over the the like buildings <laughs> I was like is there one coming <laughs> like we gotta be quiet guys I don't yeah. know if you realize it but there's these things <laughs> and I don't have a hearing aid <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so let's get into spoilers and and uh, y'all's thoughts on it. Um, do we want to say if we hated it or not now, or you want to wait till the end? I'll say it. Oh, yeah, let's go for it, man. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing to hide. <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> I also did not hate it. 
good. I didn't hate it. And let me say this, too. I hate sequels because they don't give me the whole whole story. They just kind of pick up in the middle of a story. And I like the whole emotional roller coaster. This one, man, even doing the flashback and stuff, it, it just blew me away. I typically hate and almost without fail all sequels because they just fall flat. This one, I didn't hate it. I absolutely loved it. I think they did so many things so well and built on the story. And then the way they opened it up with the little day one deal and gave us, you know, the first few moments of this thing happening, starting just absolutely genius for me, man. It just like click, check, check, check all the boxes for me. So I loved it, man. I didn't hate it. And that's what I'll say. Is, well, uh, and I, I didn't sure. hate it as much as I hate ad libs and people who break the rules. Uh, it's, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it, it, I thought it was really good. Um, I, will, I will say some things that kind of um, not, not irked me. But, Can we but start with negatives? Because I'm good yeah, at finding negatives. <laughs> let, let's, let, let's start with I've negatives. I've never noticed that. Yeah. I will say um, I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. But when the first scene and you see the guy and his kid and he's got the radio, I'm like, okay, he's like the only other person who's going to show up in this film besides <laughs> John Krasinski's family, right? And, and so I found that very predictable. I did um, too, but I, I was kind of – I still like it because there's this like sense of you kind of know where you're going and then the, mm-hmm. the thing comes out of the sky – and then they get separated, and then I wasn't really sure. Like, obviously, he's coming back. We've seen the trailer. So uh, he's in there, but how they meet back up was the question then. And, right, and, right. And I kind of like the setup, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I mean, the minute you see Cillian Murphy, Cillian, Cillian, it sounds weird saying it, trying to say it well, Cillian Murphy on screen, you know he's going to play a role in this because he's, he's a name actor. He's a bankable actor. Um yeah, it, but you're right. How does what role does he play in this? And it was really nice because spoilers, you know, he's a nice guy sitting on the park bench uh, playing a completely different character than I've ever. We've seen Peaky Blinders and things like that, but he's got a tattoo on his arm. He's kind of rough shaven and stuff like that, and the ball cap and all completely different than anything I've seen him do. And seems like a nice guy. And then when he's introduced later, we're not so sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. It was Not questionable for a long negative. time. Sorry, Zach. I feel like I went really positive there. <laughs> and, uh, At the beginning, uh, yes. Sorry. Um, let's talk. Okay. Let's talk about that opening scene a little bit too, man. Because um, I don't want to just miss that. That was just genius, man. Yeah, opening scene I, yeah. was fantastic. Probably the best scene in the whole movie. Because you start out, it's like, how's John Krasis- Krasinski? Uh, spoilers. In the first movie, he died at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. So how's he going to be in this movie? Well, they back it up to day one, and it starts out with him on screen. I'm like, wait, what am I? Is this a prequel? Is that what we're seeing? But it, it was called part two. And the scene told you so much about who they are as a family and a small community from the baseball game to him going in the grocery store, grabbing some oranges, not paying on the way out. Um, we see that something's happened on the other side of the world in the news coverage and people watching that. Oh, also, man. also, it's some of the best acting John Krasinski has ever done, just in that one scene when they're holed up in that bar, wherever they are. And yeah. The and, monster's outside. And writing, too, though, because there's that part where, you know, you obviously you see a thing coming and everybody's like, all right, we got to get home. The thing. The, 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 the spaceship or yeah, whatever, whatever that is crashing. Yeah. 
And he, when he's cranking the truck, there's this moment where hey, the truck won't crank. And, which, and, and his daughter. Which is a negative for me, by the way, but I'll get back deaf, um, obviously, Well, not obviously, but his daughter's deaf. And that's pretty. One of the reasons that they make it so far, because they know American Sign Language. And um, he's cranking it, and, and she, like, gets his attention, and he starts to say something, like, yell something at her. And then he really, oh, wait, my daughter's deaf. And he starts, like, signing to her. And I just thought that was a that was a good moment where, you know, from the writing perspective and the acting perspective of, of like, like this chaos that's breaking into their world at this moment where he doesn't, he, he like, doesn't realize, oh, wait, my daughter's deaf. I can't communicate with her this way. It doesn't work effectively. And so, but then he, like, instantly clicks to communicate effectively mm-hmm. with her. That's one of the things I really think they did so well in here. And if you read up on Millicent Simmons, who is deaf and um, it, it is truly deaf, and uh, American Sign Language is her native language, her first language, um, they let her experiences kind of inform the character and help develop the uh, story of the films. It's pretty uh, cool that they did that. But I think there's so many things that as a hearing person, I watch and don't pick up on that a deaf person or at least like Sydney and some of those, uh, some of our students that speak sign language and can hear um, pretty, uh, pretty neat. They're probably picking up on things that we're not seeing, but they use so many subtleties that I think probably just zip by and we don't even notice it. So I can't wait to watch it again. I'm going to wait till it's out on demand or something like that. But I can't wait to watch it again because I know I'm going to see so many things because they became masters of big moments and jump scares. Yes, they call them cheap or whatever, and I don't think they were ch- too cheap in this. But there were so many little tiny things in there that are going to. Well, can I'm I, pick I just up say on. that I don't like the trope of car don't start. That's really one of my least favorite things in movies. You expect because, it not to start, so it's kind of a cliche that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, yeah, I just. I don't understand why every car in movies just won't start when it's the least convenient thing, you know? Well, um, the psychology behind why do you break a shoestring on your way out to a job interview? It's because you're running behind and you're stressed and you put more pressure on your shoestring. So that's the moment it's so going to break when it would normal. on that key right there. Yeah, so he's nervous and putting it in and, you know, kind of not doing Too it well or something Ryan like that. Now, wh- I would rather see him, yeah, <laughs> I would rather see him holding the key and not be able to get it in the slot because he's shaking so much instead of... I don't know. <laughs> I, I just feel like they had such a great, you know, like, if you want to call it a chase scene or whatever that was... I, I, I don't know if you needed the added element of uh, tension. I mean, I'm always a, a fan of tension. I just, you could cut that out and get rid of the trope, and then mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about it. You know? yep. well, and it's, a, you know, I'm a, nit, a nitpick. Yeah, that, I would yeah. say, yeah, it's we're going to nitpick this, right? Well, and, and I would be interested to know, like, John Krasinski's, you know, the reason he put something like that in. And I would I would go out on limb to say, like, he wanted this moment where, where you see Lee, his character, um, Become frustrated, and but, yeah. and then remember that okay, I'm the father. I have to you know effectively get my family right. through. I can't this. run around screaming like yeah. a little kid. Ooh. Ah, and, and it is tense. It's just you know cut cut yeah. that one out and yeah yeah do the thing where like what they did with Emily Blunt's character where she like throws it into reverse when the bus is coming at him. That's a great. 
like scene, you know? I yeah, and that. see, I would, uh, I, I saw that and thought, okay, this is a little bit cheesy, is what I thought yeah, for a, a moment. But, but yeah, it was very Hollywood, but it was so satisfying too at the same mm-hmm. time because she is the mom and you get to know, uh, again, you know, it's part of who this family is and stuff. They're uh, overcomers, they're victors, they're it, going to win ultimately in this battle. It almost gave me, um, Children of Men vibes that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they shot it. I don't know if they shot it sim- similar to the scene in Children of Men, um, where they're in the car and they put, throw it in reverse and they'll be shot at and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, it gave me goosebumps. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a little Hollywood. Yeah, I felt like I was sitting in the car when some of that was going on and some of the, what's the boy's name? Uh, Noah Jupe. Is it just Jupe or Jupe or Jupe? Uh, Noah. I hope it's not Jupy. I hope yeah. it's Jupy. Right. Let us know, Noah. Yeah, yeah Noah, Noah. Reach uh, out to us, man. As the entire cast of some Quiet Place Part 2 listens. Uh, yeah, some of the acting in this was really mind-blowing, too. And you mentioned Krasinski when they're yeah. in the little bar and the monsters are outside and he realizes, be quiet, don't make noise, other people are. And he's doing that whole, you know, lip quivering. It wasn't his lip quivering. It was like, it was like the whole face. freaking face yeah. was like, Oh and my the thing gosh. is, like, I don't know how you communicate that to. So, like, Krasinski did it himself, and then there's several scenes where the kids do it, and Emily Blunt does it, and I don't know how you tell an actor, you know, to be that fearful. Uh, so I don't really know how he directed that yeah, out of them. While it was happening, you know, you would see it on their faces, and that's the thing I like about this too. And Emily Blunt, I think, did it better than anybody yeah. in there. Is that she and too. Um, I know you don't have kids. You don't have kids. You do, Zach. Um, but once you're responsible for the some people around you, it, there's no longer I can just run and take care of myself and survive. You have to be thinking about the logistics of moving a family and stuff like that and protecting. And she had a baby and she had two kids. Speaking of moving a family. And the dread on her face was like, I mean, yeah, I don't even know how you do that. I mean, yeah. if we do acting classes, get those started again, I'm going to talk to people about, you know, what is it that could bring that kind of dread? Because I don't know what that is. Yeah. So back to negatives. Um, Why did they leave the farmhouse? I get that they had just gotten attacked by the three Demogorgons or whatever they were. Did it burn um, at the end of or uh, it a farm? farm? A farm burned. There's like a house and another house and why'd they leave well the the pantry in their quiet place their little quiet literal quiet had a nail in the floor and they couldn't live with that anymore no it was flooded yeah sure why didn't they fix it oh it did flood it did flood why didn't they fix it but I think also why didn't they get two buckets I'm just saying if I was in that situation I would be living in the woods around that area or something rather than trying to make it up the hill to some unknown fire that you hope is it well, hostile or I, I could I don't know I, I can understand your ar- I can understand thing. your argument because to me it's like let me stay in the familiar place yeah and, and also, let me fortify that a little so better because I already had food, some systems right yeah. and I get most of their food has been like flooded and stuff but they still have a silo with a bunch of whatever was in it feed corn whatever and yeah it was damaged but the corn's still in there so why would you leave that I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I do think that's a nitpick because uh, it'd be a shorter movie if they didn't. So. Well, you know, and I Let's could... rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see where a woman who's recently lost her husband With and a has a new baby yeah. and two kids that aren't, you know, 
can't do the heavy lifting that the dad and can like do. she just I could see her seeking help. That baby just came out too is the thing. Like in context of the story, that baby is fresh. So I I just wouldn't you know. Well, maybe Emily Blunt's character is a lot stronger than I would be, but I would not well, be th- looking to walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you watch the trailer, I watch the trailer again just to refresh my memory. You know, in the first movie, they showed clearly, and they did it again too, where they put down sand yeah. to, you know, dampen footsteps and stuff like that because it doesn't make near as much noise as the leaves. But they come to the end of their where dad poured the sand out and she takes that first step into the leaves and those leaves it's like it goes from nothing like crunch crunch to and it's like oh my gosh and if we remember right we've seen scenes where people are walking the leaves and monsters right. come out of the woods and eat them up well to stay on negatives which is what i like to do um <laughs> and all these are nitpicks i love the movie i i just i see all the problems and I like to talk about them. uh yeah this is the segment where decide nitpicks everything um tell me why they're barefoot if celia murphy's character I know. wears boots and wonderful sound design but his boots are making just as much noise as her bare feet. Why is she not wearing boots? I questioned that the whole time, man. Some, If you've ever worn uh, Converse Chuck, Chuck Taylors, man, they're the quietest shoe. They're like gum sole, gum know. shoe soles. I flop around like And they bend with your feet those. and stuff like that. They're so quiet. They're about as quiet as you would need. And they protect your feet. I could walk very quietly barefooted and then step on a tiny little pebble and probably scream my head That's off. That's what I'm saying. And if you saw her like walking around with Cillian Murphy, her her feet are like scratched up and stuff because she's walking around barefoot. Well, but just put some boots on, man. I think, too, though, the first movie did such a good job of convincing us that yes. this family had it figured out. Yeah. Right? Right. Totally fair. And, and then when we get to this new movie and like... It's when they take the step off of the sand into this new world that you start to figure out, like, maybe he didn't have it all figured out. Because th- there's that part where um, she's asking uh, what the, um, the the new guy, whatever his name Cillian is, Murphy, Cillian Murphy's character. Um, Emmett. Yeah. Yeah, Emmett. Emmett, that's right. Uh, she asked him, did you know it was him every night y'all lit the fire? He's like, I kind of did. So why did you never come to us? And it was like this fear of, you know, of this unknown. Um, but then you kind of figure out that th- th- he wasn't there as long as you thought he was because he had they stayed in their own house for a while. Mm-hmm. But you you start to realize that 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 maybe Lee didn't um, didn't really have it all figured out. Because if if he did, why didn't they go to the fire sooner? Well, you're on to something. I love that. There's the metaphor in there. Like you're talking about, did they have it figured out? They thought they did. And then they realized they didn't. So her stepping off the sand into that leaves that first step was them stepping yeah. into a new world. And, 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 that's, like- and that's a great writing, too, because that's what we want in a sequel. We don't want to live in the same exact world. We got to stretch mm-hmm. out. So that I just wanted to put some dang shoes on, you know. (laughs) Right, it's not my fault. Right. Yeah. Well, and 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 that's the thing too. Like when you break into this new world, as we talk about in the, you know, said the cat beat sheet stuff. Um, you get to Emmett's place, and like, whenever they they jump down into the um where there's a boiler room, I guess, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, 
he she, she's like trying to like really whisper right and trying to communicate with him he's like we're we're 30 feet deep like these concrete walls are three inches or three feet deep yeah, you yeah. know three, he's like nobody can hear us unless they're right over us yeah and so like you get this corneal dynamic of like oh it's maybe a better quiet place than what we had mm-hmm. I, I did like um that silly murphy's character didn't speak asl so it changed the dynamic of uh, how him they and the just girl. communicate and yeah. yeah and and i thought it felt really organic and and i don't know it's just it was a nice character thing for him and for her yeah i love the idea that this guy who he doesn't he knows the family but it doesn't mm-hmm. know them really well and it's a different dynamic because we're all out for ourselves uh looking at kind of the dumb girl you know this deaf girl She's a young girl, so it kind of felt like an older guy looking down on this girl, like, you're not going to save the world. Yeah. You're not our hero. So he's trying to kind of, no, 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 and and Another negative, her. if kids would just do as they were told in this movie, <laughs> these would be so short. These would be that. two minutes long. If kids are just obedient. That's yeah, like, there'd be no story whatsoever. Earlier. Yeah, the, the, the message of this movie is, Kids, listen to your parents or everyone dies. <laughs> That's the message. The other message in the story is you have to do what you think and know to be right or everybody around you is going to die. Right, right. Well, well, that's why, at least in this one, as opposed to the first one, when she goes off and she does the stupid thing that she does, at least she's thinking of others while she's doing it. Yeah, the first yeah. one, when she goes off to uh, visit the memorial of her brother, um, it just feels selfish. Yeah. to me you know she's just going off it she's kind of putting everyone in danger um and her, and especially herself this time at least when she goes off i'm like i get it you you do have to do it and that's bravery as opposed to you know just being a dumb kid well she saw in this one she definitely saw that um mom has her hands full with an infant even if she didn't have the brother and sister she's got right. an infant and uh mom's got her hands full and she realized especially and, you know, the, the kid gets his leg uh, caught in the uh, game trap, trap or whatever and uh, hurts himself. And that puts her, it's like, to her, it's obvious. She's the only healthy person. Now, us, the viewers, I'm not deaf. I can't imagine being deaf. We're sitting there going, how is she going to survive out there if she's deaf? And that's the cool thing about it. She is an overcomer, a victor, yeah. a survivor. She's going and, to And I win. did like that scene when she's out on her own and she's going through the train cars and... I, I forget how it was edited, but I think we hear something, and then it cuts to her point of view, and sh- she doesn't hear anything. Yeah. Um, and it's just that sense of dread, like, crap, she can't. <laughs> she, but see, that again, stop going off on your own. You know? Yeah. And they had some great moments. You know, we were picking on the jump scares, but when she's reaching yeah. for the first aid box. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's we know cool. that's going to make a ton of noise is what we're thinking, but she can't quite reach it. My, I don't know about you guys, but my mind was... It's going to fall and make a ton of noise because it's an old school metal box hanging on the wall. Something's going to come out of that because we can't quite see behind that door. Something's going to grab her. My mind was just racing like mad. I don't even remember how it turned out because I imagined so many things. A skeleton fell on her. Oh, a skeleton. skeleton. Yeah, a dead body. Yeah, Yeah. I have a deaf aunt, and I know that she makes a lot of noise because she can't hear what she's doing. So she'll be rattling around in the kitchen helping my other aunt cook, you know, on Sundays after church or whatever. <laughs> Bang everything. She, yeah, she'll be banging every pot, and she has no idea, you know, that she's so loud. So uh, when she's reaching for that uh, uh, first aid kit, I, I just, uh, it, it made me think about uh, my aunt and how, like, 
she would never survive. She'd have just got a broomstick, knocked it off the yeah. wall. <laughs> she never would have been able to survive in that scenario. So, but um, yeah, a lot of those things did feel pretty natural too. You know. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about let's talk about positives. You know, uh-huh. I, I love Nancy over here. I loved. Here's one of the things I love. We see her walk up to the back of a train car. She's been following the railroad tracks, walking on the railroad ties, and um, skipping over the ballast rock to not make noise. She walks up to the back of a train. It felt very Walking Dead looking or something like yeah. that. I feel like I've loved seen it. this so many times. The back door of the train, I think, was open. And so obviously you go in it and she's uh, I guess she's just scavenging and she's also trying to stay on the track because if you ever walked railroad tracks, you know, that if you step off outside, they've got all that ballast, that lava rock and stuff, igneous rock, and it makes a lot of noise walking in it. So she decides to go straight through the train. We get in there and we have, you know, the shenanigans and the skeleton and different things like that. But then when they kind of come outside and we get to see the train was in the middle of a curve in the b- middle of a bend which is way too tight a curve i will point out for a train to be turning that's why i was right it's a hundred cord <laughs> foot it's a hundred foot cord design and that did not meet the criteria but you got to see that the train was ripped open like claw marks you know through glass and steel and metal and everything man that to me was just like that was great because i thought one thing and they didn't trick me. They let me think this is just a train stalled on the track. And then when we realized monsters are nearby and stuff, and we go out there and see the train was destroyed by monsters. Man, that was just, I, I still see the image in my head. I could probably sketch that image. It's just so powerful. Yeah, definitely. And one thing uh, before we really dive into positives, um, do they just have a whole bunch of WD-40 in this movie? Because... Like nothing squeaks. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that's what I was talking to Rob about um, before. Was you know the the big lead hatch or whatever, yeah. steel hatch that they come out of, and the ladder, the metal ladder that they climb up. Uh, they don't make any noise because the movie has dictated they don't have to. So uh, he, you know, at one point the boy like opens that, or someone opens the hatch with the monster standing right there. Yeah, and there's not a single squeak. And don't get me wrong, like that's fine because I have suspension of disbelief. You haven't showed the thing squeak the whole time, so fine. It doesn't squeak. I'm just saying, y'all ever open a heavy metal hatch? Yeah. yeah. Y'all ever open a light metal hatch? But a pigeon can fly by and it goes. That's and that's why I say it's great sound design. But some things just kind of they irk me, and they shouldn't. But it's just convenient. Whenever it's convenient to the story, it's loud as a tsunami. Mm-hmm. I learned this in um, in uh, while I uh, studied English in college. It's called uh, what's the word? Plot device. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like sometimes it could be a little cheap, um, and I feel like that was more of a problem I had in the first one than I did in this one. Because in the first one, it'd be like a, a step creaking, and then someone else would go down the same step, and it wouldn't creak. You know, yeah. uh, in this one, at least, I felt like they're very consistent. Um, so if you know the the hatch doesn't make noise, it doesn't make noise, and so there's that. Well, let me ask y'all this too. So, what is the motivation for these monsters? I don't never see them eat anyone. That's that's exactly what I asked Lisa when we walked out. I said so they just walk around waiting to hear noise and then go slap it with claws and <laughs> yeah. destroy it. It's like you're making noise. You're aggravating me because that's what it seemed like. Yeah, they just don't like noise. And if you're making noise, I'm going to stop that noise. 
and maybe their planet was quiet because it didn't have the same air right. or something like that. Well, see, know. one thing I think in the first one, I thought that these monsters like just kind of crashed from an asteroid and like, you know, it was an accidental thing. I think in this one, because they showed it in like Malaysia or wherever they showed it first on the news, I think they were more insinuating that uh, it was a planned invasion. So like these things may be sentient enough to know number one that they're going to another planet and then number two that they're kind of taking it over now what are they getting out of just slashing people and <laughs> roaming the streets schmack 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 yeah I, I don't know but i think it's supposed to be a mystery because i remember in the first one lee had like a board with all like these clues and stuff on it. he's like yeah like government experiment question mark invasion question mark oh wow yeah so, like, see I, I wouldn't mind them uh diving a little more into that especially if it was like a government experiment instead of aliens that would yeah. be like super fun because well yeah, as you said they're like they were everywhere before the asteroid hit yeah well yeah or at least before the asteroid we saw yeah. so what i kind of thought they're insinuating was uh they hit you know through different areas at different times like as a planned invasion um but obviously they're not that smart so because the deaf girl is <laughs> shooting them in the face well controlling them yeah yeah well true true i kind of think um maybe the the monsters were looking for a quiet place to come you know they came uh, to the wrong movies <laughs> they, they came to the wrong planet first off it's very loud here just go to the moon um, <laughs> just go to the moon. It's very where no one can hear you scream. Yeah, space. exactly. Oh, Quiet Place Part Three: Space <laughs> Aliens. But the, I mean, that kind of um, I, I I didn't hate it, but I was just like, why? Yeah, I loved it. I just like with the first one. There's just some very convenient things uh, that have to happen, or else the story would make no sense. You know, I kind of um, like the mystery of it. Like you don't know their motivations or why they're here. Well, I do too, because I hate being told everything about a story because we know as writers that um, sometimes you just tell enough to get a viewer thinking and then their own imagination creates a better, more relevant story to themselves and it becomes a greater viewer experience. So, and I'm sure there's like a YouTube video that (laughs) explains it all, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, It was just a question I had uh, for sure. Um, and, and because they don't like later in the movie, they do kind of just like if there's noise, they just run and smack it yeah. <laughs> for lack of better terms. <clears throat> but like you see a lot of people making a lot of noise in that first scene, like and especially that that scene where she's driving and the bus is coming. She puts it in reverse yeah. and the thing is just kind of like creeping out, you know, yeah. So he's just not running around smacking stuff. Maybe he's tired, you know? Maybe he did. Maybe he just took out a whole bus. Like, give him a break. He needs a Maybe minute. he's one of the more laid back aliens. Yeah, yeah. He's just chilling. Like, honestly, what they need to chilling find is, is one and, like, lobotomize it like the Predator. And then I'm looking at Lewis. He's never seen that movie. Um, and then use that creature as their, like, personal pit bull against the other creature. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. And also like another thing that that I thought was really cool was um now they have this defense against the dark arts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they had this radio and the hearing aid and like every time one gets close, they just like right. they, they smack it with the sound yeah. and then shoot it. I'm like, let's just walk around and do that to all. Well, you know, halfway through when they did it in the train, I was sitting there thinking, why don't we just like find a radio tower 
And then, you know, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and and just blast it. And then whenever you're in, in peril, just yoink on that radio button right there. Boom. Done. Shoot him in the face or, with a shotgun. You know, I struggle with uh, knowing a little bit about amplifiers and feedback, being a guitarist and stuff. It's like she has to turn on an amplifier and put a microphone up to it and the hearing aid it's like all you need is a microphone and a tape it to the front of the amplifier and just hit that switch but that scene where she's like trying to step over all that stuff to get into the radio tower you remember that scene where she her foot's like going over everything on the desk there's like a cup there man you want to talk about that now that how long is that shot that's gotta be like 20 seconds yeah i would say 20 25 seconds or something like that but it was powerful all all i know is that's what i'm talking about that's not cheap that's not relying on a fake out or nothing that is suspense and the camera work the way the the lens choice and how Mm, as the the camera pulled back as she was coming over through the window and things like that it would reveal another thing that i know oh gosh that's gonna make noise and then it doesn't i'm like oh because that's gonna make noise and then it does yeah, it yeah. i was like genius <laughs> and i love too when cillian murphy is opening that glass window yes. and he starts with you know like his three fingers like we all normally would and then his finger kind of slips and he's like pulling it with his pinky and i'm like that is just absolutely genius i'd love to be in the room to see if you know they said all right pull it and then slip and then just grab it or if that was an actor's choice or, or did accident, it happen accidentally yeah. and let's re- duplicate it let's repeat it from another angle Man, there there were little things in there that I just thought bank that one in the mind, man, because that one that you know we need to be thinking like that uh, when we make our films. You know, it's the tiny little things that add up that inform us and put us on edge and stuff. And we think about important moments, but I think there's a lot of stuff in this film that's so small you don't see it the first time, but it sinks in somewhere somehow. Yeah, kind of like um, when. The, the small detail of the towel on the the bar I on guess the it's furnace a, on the furnace is it a furnace a boiler it's a it's um yeah it's some kind of I've seen loaded with coal to say close yes, it off yeah and it's creating pressure and yeah. then like the the kid like runs in with the baby and like and he closes it and he's like whoop yeah, oh, yep. as as soon as they detail. introduced the towel thing, I was like, "Well, that's coming that's not going to last well." Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's what Rob said. Like, at some point, you would chisel out a little piece of wood to put it's in that a, slot to it's make the sure. end of the world. I'm going to take a couple hours to whittle <laughs> a piece of wood and Look, wedge it down in there so this can never go wrong. But I've seen a, enough movies, so I know that when the world ends, I'm not going to rely on a wash towel to keep me from suffocating to death. Yes, you will. I know you well enough. Yes, you will. will. No, I'll be dead long before it comes to (laughs) that. I'll be going, what's going on, guys? I'll be standing in the spot that the meteor touches down. There's no air in here. (laughs) All right, so um, in a suspense movie, you have to have ticking time bombs, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've got to have something that says time is running out. How many things were there? A baby that's not crying. That's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, they need oxygen. For that the, baby needs the, oxygen because it's in the box. And didn't she close the baby in the box a couple times with no oxygen just to like get through a tense moment? It's well, like, well, she did it with super low oxygen. And then the boy did it because he's a boy. 
And then every time they crawled into that uh, furnace uh, vault and closed yeah. it, it's like they would look at the watch Set or something. The, yeah. yeah. And and they never explained that. And I love thank that, you yeah. for not explaining that because I was just waiting for the moment where the boy goes, so why are you looking at the watch? Is that because we run out of air in 2.3 <laughs> minutes or something stupid like that? We have 30 seconds of air. <laughs> but they didn't tell us. But we got to see that. So there were like time bombs. And every time they're walking – that's a ticking time bomb too. It's like, you know, they're going to like, if a shot went from them walking and you see their face and then we see the baby, then we yeah. see the woman's elbow and it's going down to her knee and her foot and it stops. It's like, <gasps> she thinks a step. Well, on that's something. like when the, oh. uh, the, the river people put the bells on uh Cillian Murphy. Like that was a cool scene. I wish they would have done a little more with it just because, that that's pretty spooky. That could have been the extra twenty bells. minutes or yeah, yeah. five minutes or something in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and funny. I forgot about that scene almost immediately, but it was a great scene. That was great because there's a little kid yeah. in the dark. First off, I said to all right, the first movie they go to the waterfall and John Krasinski's talking to his son and his son's freaking out. Shut up, Dad! Shut up! Which and he's like, no, they can't hear because the water. Great. So my first question is, why don't we live by the waterfall? Why don't we live in the cave in the waterfall? That's what I said. Yeah, why don't we live on the side of the river where they can't hear us because there's too much noise? And everyone said, well, they can't live with electricity in the waterfall. And I said, but they can speak out loud. That's a good trade-off. I would find a way to live. I would run electricity. Yeah, that's a pretty decent trade-off. Yeah, so when they they come out there to the boats, because, you know, if I get a boat, I can go to to this island so we know they're going towards a boat. When they get out there and on those boat docks, and they're all floating, you know, tide rises and stuff like that, they're all constantly creaking because of the little waves and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, I'd be living in a boat. Yeah. And then when I, then I thought, there's people in the boats. This yeah. is going to be interesting. And then it was a little girl. I thought, oh, it's a little girl. She's the only one left. And, and her parents' boat and her parents have died and stuff. And then it turns out multiple people. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty powerful scene man yeah. i was uh <laughs> when, when he's like leaning down and the little girl was like sitting there and she did the thing out first thing i thought was like that's that'd be my kid <laughs> <laughs> that'd be my daughter yeah that kind of shocked me because you know she it's almost like a horror movie image and it was meant to unsettle us but it's a little girl you know i've got three-year-old granddaughter so it's a little girl and then she puts a what is it like a zip tie noose or something around his neck a a rope or with bells yeah a bell noose um but yeah that it was a good scene i just uh yeah the water thing very confusing uh compared to the first movie because the whole point was there's so much noise that you know you can kind of do whatever so the bells i don't know if the bells would have been enough because just because even the wind blowing, like you can hear well, the wind. Well, I think the point of the waterfall is it's a constant noise. Sure, but you said so it they're going to stay. Like, so the monsters are going to stay away, right? Right, because it aggravates them, right. frustrates them. But so they're going to stay the away. Would the dock be the same with the ropes and the the wooden? Yeah, the but docks and here's what I'm thinking: the is the folks. waterfall is a consistent noise and stuff, right? And um, if they're talking and all that, the w- noise of the water and from so many different sources, each drop, it's going to break up our voices and stuff. I could I could buy into that a little bit. And monsters would probably stay far enough away that they wouldn't hear you talking because of the frustration of the noise. The boat dock, maybe it's more like, you know, and things kind of in the water and creaking and stuff like that. Not enough to keep them at a far distance. 
Oh no! I'm so they might be nearby, it. but the minute they hear a bell, that like, oh, what is that? That's a you know, that's I'm smack odd. It. That's <laughs> odd and different. But yeah, it's fair enough too to say why is this rule here, but it's not over here, and there may be logic behind. Well, it. and that, that's my if if I have a big nitpick, which I really don't, but but if I did, it would be that f- the physics of the world aren't consistent, especially between the first and second movies. But so long as they're consistent in their own movie, it's fine. But uh, that that's the, why the feet bother me. That's why uh, mm-hmm. kind of the water bothers me. Um, but the bell necklace, like, that's fun. I didn't even notice it had bells on it. How did I miss that? Because they didn't make any noise. Every he time was he moved, still. it would, like, lightly r- ring. And, uh, I guess and, I thought that was the whole dock or pier okay. or something moving. It was bells, bells, right? I'm not, like, hallucinating. It, it might have been bottles or something. It was something that was like ringing. It was just like noise things. Yeah, yeah it's noise things. The noise. industry term. No, noise things. For a bell. It's noise things. <laughs> or some people call them bells. So, but it was a great scene because I was like, there, there's, because yeah. I'm sitting there thinking there is zero way to get out of this, right? There's no way they can yeah. get out of this. And they devised a plan. And if they, they brought if they the didn't dive. do the dive, yeah. yeah yeah, I'm not from the, the baseball game. The first scene, then I'm not the he strongest been able swimmer. But if I had a noose around my neck, I'm probably not <laughs> jumping in the water. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I don't think you jump in the water either, either way. <laughs> uh, well, so, the noose around the neck wouldn't affect swimming, but still he, the he whole. Was, but he was also tied to a person. At did that they point. tie him? He uh, he wrapped himself through. In a, Eventually, uh, but Celia Murphy was just kind of hoping that yeah. the monster would cut through, <laughs> or else he's dead. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, dude. Hey, he's good at what he does. the world. Yeah, he's good at what he does, man. Kept the hearing aid in his mouth, which yeah. is, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was actually kind of smart. I thought that yeah. was a nice way for if a guy has survived this long. You know, was it day four seventy one is when they mm-hmm. picked up at once it got started. If if a guy has survived that long and found that kind of place, it's like he's crafty. He he's sure. creative and. I wouldn't want to it. fight him at, at a dock in the middle of the night. You in know, the dock of the bay. Everyone's house is sunk. <laughs> Sitting on the dock, dock of the bay, with the little girl put a noose around me. Like another nitpick: how the the monster got to the the island at the end. Yeah, like yeah, that's what. Uh, All right, so that's boats? that's a uh, that's a uh, pretty bad uh, plot um, hole, uh, hole for I, me. I, I do like this image that it created in my mind of of the monster just like mad, like. <laughs> so, spin in the, spin in the wheel. Y'all can't see him, but it's a very Zach good has got a really mean alien face on right now, and he's using he's his a, alien claws as an oar. Exactly <laughs> how it would have looked in the movie. <laughs> so, look, all right, so Most let's talk me. about this. Yeah. Monster gets on the boat. Monster can't swim, apparently. Monster right? no swim, just like the side no swim. There's, there's scratch marks in the boats and things like that. Girl and Cillian. Time passes. I don't know how long it took them a to day. get there a day um, to get to this island where they think this radio signal is coming from or whatever. She, however, she came to that conclusion. Then we see another boat. It's another yeah, boat. It's a right? second a second boat that they had that an on alien to. had somehow navigated and followed them. Well, I guess it was supposed to be that it drifted. But my thing is, this whole time, four hundred. I don't days, think so because if you looked at the little harbor in the inlet, it drifted right, right, into right. a harbor that usually water flows out and pushes out. Well, I know, but 
I think it was supposed to have. I, I would <laughs> like for someone to clarify that. Shoot me an email, please. John, uh, I think I did. Let me. <laughs> let me <laughs> no, I thought. I thought it would have made sense if we had seen an alien, like as their boat was going or something. We saw a claw mark in the side of their own boat, and maybe the alien was hanging on to the side. You know, I don't or know, that something seems in like underwater. A Hollywood I, trope, I would buy that, but but I I would believe either way. I was like, I would believe okay. it more so than an alien got on a boat and yeah. made it here. Either way, uh, I was just like, yeah, it might as well. Does he use big alien claws to like turn knobs <laughs> on the? <laughs> I think Zach perfectly. Have you ever tried to drive a boat? No. I mean, you've got a throttle, you put your hand on, and then you got a side button to unlock it, and then you got to know to go forward or new, and then you got to turn a key while you're holding it in for safety and, and stuff. Have you ever, Ain't no alien doing and it's that. super loud like he's like oh, freaking yeah. out the whole time just, yeah right <laughs> maybe he just wrote it with one of his big arms i do want that's what some, you said use it as a pa- oh, i thought you were doing like he was steering no he, that's I, boring that's y'all, a robot buddy y'all i can't swim so i can boat as well why would he steer to the side I, look it doesn't matter i don't know how aliens do things he doesn't <laughs> know how boats work and i also don't know how boats work um i can drive a car though so there's that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's this uh, huge jump scare before the movie even starts. And, huge. Uh, huge. And hey, guys, it's John Krasinski. <laughs> hey, guys. It's hey, John. Let's, no, let's recreate this moment. We're sitting in a theater. The light's dim. And it's getting quiet. The screen glows up a little bit. And hey, it's John Krasinski here. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was waiting for the... Oh. Hey, it's John Christine. Yeah, what's funny is uh, sorry that peaked. Rob's I'm wife, sorry. Lisa, uh, jumped like 10 feet out of her yeah. chair. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if she jumped that, that much the whole movie. <laughs> um, but I'm kind of sick of uh, seeing you know movie things saying, you know, thanks so much for coming to the theaters. We're here. Just show us a movie. I'm, right. you know, show us your movie and get out of here. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, it's almost, he looked like, do I, re- do I really have to do this? Because it was, you know, kind of that, you know, we're sick of this whole, thanks for coming out to this new normal and stuff like that. It's just kind of like totally unnecessary. And you said something once about if you did it at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I wish at the end of the movie, you know, if they wanted to do something like that after, you know, the credits pop up. And he he could come up and be like, "Hey guys, it's you know, John Kaczynski <laughs> at the end." And then he could just show, be like, "You know, thanks for uh, coming out in theaters. Here's some behind the scenes stuff that you can't see on YouTube yet." Um, kind of reward. Yeah, us it's for a little reward. Our deleted scene or something. You know, the movie. <laughs> or yeah, instead of saying, "Hey, thanks for coming out. We know it's been a long wait. Let me take another thirty seconds to tell you things that you don't care about." Would it have been better if he was like, "Hey guys." Yes. 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 Actually, if he would have been quiet, and I'm doing sign language here, that I. Yeah. Yeah. If he would have came on to just sign the whole thing with no subtitles, that would have been perfect. I'm John Krasinski. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No, but that's it. Uh, Yeah. So. um, But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate hate that part of the movie. I I didn't. um, I do hate. I didn't hate that part. I kind of hate it when people do that, but. It's John Krasinski. It was funny. I'll say that we were laughing yeah. in the theater because it was such a jump scare. <laughs> one of the guys was, was like, who's that? I was like, that's the guy who died in the first one. All right. <laughs> so you know. How does anybody not know who Krasinski is now? I don't know. This now, person lives in a rock. It's fair that we call him Jim from the office because who could say Krasinski at first? But now, I mean, he's known, man. Well, for a long time, he was only in the office. Yeah. So only, yeah. And you know, I read something interesting, too. 
he decided he was going to pursue acting, moved to New York, I guess. And his mom uh, did not discourage him, actually encouraged him to chase his dream. She said, I'd never want to, you know, smash your dreams. But she said, make me a promise. If in a year or two years or whatever that time limit is, if you're not seeing movement and success, come home and, you know, and go back down, go the direction you were, but chase this one. And he was at a point where he was, it was like a year or two or something. I'm getting those numbers wrong, I'm sure. And he was done. It's like, uh, I'm just done. I'm coming home. And she said, why don't you just wait it out? Just give it a couple more weeks. And he did. And three weeks later, he landed the sure. uh, the office gig, which that's a life changer, man. I mean, yeah, seriously. Definitely. Yeah. And I was uh, watching an interviewer behind the scenes with him about that. And he says that after they filmed the first season, or maybe they filmed the pilot, he actually went back to his – he was waiting tables and went back and just started working again. Like, yeah, there's nothing going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> it's going to – okay, here we go. A yeah. 47th season. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so so that's good. Yeah. What y'all watching? Y'all got anything that y'all have watched? Um, I just watched Cruella. Oh, and, that sounds um, fantastic. You sound excited. You, well, you know, let me tell you something about a Disney villain that didn't need any explanation. Cruella. Why? I don't know why <laughs> she this stole is a puppies. Movie. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Um, stealing puppies, that's wrong. I I will that's say, wrong. well, yeah. Puppy. Yeah, we don't condone stealing puppies. Um, well, we're killing them and taking their fur off and using them for a jacket, Cruella. Oh, yeah. wow. That does. Is that a thing in Cruella? Well, not in Cruella. In but, 101 um, Dalmatians, yes. Oh, yeah, in Cruella, no. Up. Um, that's the story. It's amazing the uh, sordid no. horror you can put in a cartoon, animated cartoon, and it flies. Yeah, Emma Stone's good, and Emma Thompson's in it, and she's fantastic. She just plays Meryl Streep from The Devil's Prada. So Nice. Yeah, it's a bad movie. <laughs> I watched. School of Rock, finally. And I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Applause, everybody. Applaud yeah. this man. What'd you think? I really loved it, yeah. Everybody really yeah. loves it. It's good. You better. Yeah. If you didn't, you would not be invited back. Because it's got Jack Black and yeah. Mike White. And <laughs> iCarly. Yeah, and yeah. iCarly and Joan Cusack and uh, other people as well that I forget yeah, their names. Yeah, recently uh, we talked about that a couple podcasts ago. I can't remember his name, but he died was hit by a car riding mm-hmm. a bike yeah, yeah yeah he was a drummer was it spider yeah. no no, Billy, no spider is who i want to be that's who yes yeah. spider's I, now the attorney general yeah, yeah. Yes. Really? at least that's yeah. the meme and you can believe all memes by the yeah. way yes yes what you've been watching rob i watched um blinded by the light uh with uh wrapped up like a yeah yes yeah. revved up like an ace <laughs> yeah that's a. Two thousands kid trying to sing a no, you're nineteen nineties, right? Yeah, you're yeah. I'm a I'm a strict millennial, sir. All right, yeah. <laughs> trying too. to quote some Bruce Springsteen or sing along. Now, Blinded by the Light is about uh, set in England about a Pakistani family, and um, he's um, started out kind of clunky and stuff, but he starts his first day of uni, university, and another packy offers him uni a. a uh, Bruce Springsteen yeah, tape and the tape we get to see the lyrics going across the screen as it kind of is changing him and as he is relating these lyrics to his life which is one of the cool things about Springsteen too is uh, you know he's kind of the working man and um, put all of that angst or whatever that goes with all of that uh, blue collar lifestyle and stuff into his music and now I guess he's no longer blue collar can you graduate from blue collar to 
what well, color what is your collar? It's it's what color is the t-shirt now? Oh really? So now you know t-shirt and jacket. So, so like I could have a pink t-shirt, but not but a white <laughs> collar, and it, it doesn't matter. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> Me neither. But uh, anyway, I definitely recommend. Please, uh, I loved it. Blinded by the light was good. It started out a little clunky, so stick with it because it it's really good. It's really heartfelt and some very meaningful moments and uh, nice characters. And I thought it was going to be another Sing Street, which uh, I watched Sing I Street Sing again Street. Uh, a few nights Never ago. Never seen it. It, uh, it's terrible. Sing Street hey. is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Get out. <laughs> but it yeah, has some common common kind of themes and stuff like that, but they're completely different movies. Sing Street's the one with Robin Williams. No. 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 The it's where Irish kids that we can't pronounce their names. Ferdia Walsh Pilo uh, stars in that movie. Ask me how I remembered his name. I don't know. Say what his Ender name again so that we can laugh at Ferdia how. Walsh Pilo. Is he Ender? He... Birdie and Ross Pilo. Wow, you do remember. I don't know why I remember that kid's name. It was a fantastic movie, though. Love that movie so it much. It is a fantastic movie. It's got a 7.9. John Carney directed IMDb. that. No, not featuring Robin Williams. Not Robin Williams, Zach. I don't know what you're thinking. There's of. another one where Robin Williams is exploiting kids with their musical talents. Sing Street. <laughs> I would watch that version. Those kids are singing on the street. <laughs> he said, "Exploding kids for I don't their music." You know, he said, "Exploiting." I don't know what you're talking about, Zach, but I can't find another singer. It almost sounds like August Rush, but oh, that's it. Robin, August Rush. Robin Williams is in August Rush. Is it August Rush? Freddie Highmore. How do I remember all these kids' names? That because he was Charlie. That's how I remember him. Charlie. Charlie. Oh no, uh, Carrie Russell. Was in that and was pretty good in that. Jonathan Rhys Myers, Terrence Howard, Robin Williams. Oh, that's right, the Wizard. Yeah, yeah. He's like, sing for money, so I can have money. Is that a direct, that, that, direct that, quote? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's highly rated. That's highly rated. Seven point five on IMDb. That's pretty nice. So uh, yeah, kids are singing in the street. <laughs> <laughs> so it's street singing sing. in fields of grain. <laughs> Well, Zach, I think uh, the real question here is: everyone keeps asking, uh, "What what music do you like listen to?" Uh, What's I'll, on your playlist? I release yeah. it. I recently um, watched Bo Burnham on Netflix. Bo Burnham's Inside. It's fantastic. Check it out um, if you're uh, into comedy. Uh, about we talked about this earlier. Fifty five percent is clean. No, fifty five percent is not clean. Fifty eight point seven. But, but Holly is dirty. Is dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's dirty. Holly, Holly recommend um, going in and listen to a white woman's Instagram. It's great. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Bo Burnham is like six foot six or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that. He was in a promising um, young woman. I'd never heard of him. Um, but he was really good in that, and he's got a cool kind of delivery and stuff that you yeah. really like. And if you haven't, you need to see Promising Young Woman. I, no spoilers here, man. You need to see that. It's really it's good. good. Uh, he's also in Parks and Rec. He's that uh, country music star that they're going to bring in to Pawnee yeah. to sing. Yeah, it's a pretty good episode. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty you good. You haven't seen Parks and Rec, have you? Uh, I kind of want to watch this for Bo Burnham, though. Uh, yeah. You should. You could, that's a show he's you can watch episode, out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's a show you can watch out of context too, and it's still pretty funny. Yeah, so. it's good. It's great. Fantastic. I recommend the whole show. It's just such a good it's show. It's uh, that's a show that me and my wife found out we were in love watching. <laughs> that was a weird sentence, but, <laughs> but kind that's of romantic. Brand, that's no. a brand new sentence. Yeah, in, no. in an Andy April sort of way. That's kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're talking about. I you pulled like, that right from the show. I love, yeah. I love you, uh, like Andy loves April. <laughs> 
Yeah. So like you're way too old for her and she's way too immature. But she's so four you. years younger than me. Well, okay. I wasn't uh, you don't have to be all defensive, sir. I was just saying <laughs> goodness. I'm not judging. Nah, but a uh, musical you asked me about. Yeah, what's on your playlist, man? So I've been uh listening to the Twenty One Pilots got a new album uh called um Icy Scaly and Icy. What grade are you in, Zach? I'm in the twelfth grade. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. Uh, if you don't know, Twenty One Pilots is um, suicide. It, it's two guys. They're both Christians, and um, they, they make really good music. I, I in there my were Twenty One guys in this band. I'm so confused now. Wait, they all pilots. fly planes? No. Whoa! It's actually um like their names actually. There was like a um like a war where Twenty One we lost Twenty One planes in this battle. And that's their, uh, that's why they call themselves Twenty One Pilots. I hate bands that have a deep meaning. In yep. <laughs> well, Twenty One Pilots is one of those bands that has a deep meaning on everything. Like if you go back and listen to Vessels and to their newer stuff, like every album tells a story. And so, if you're going to go listen to them, I would say go and listen to it like you would listen to a record. You know, you put the needle down and you just listen through it all the way through. You start at the outer edge and yeah. set the needle down and don't skip any songs. Don't skip any songs. Yeah, okay. It tells you a story. It's really great. Yeah, that's the way we grew up listening to music is you went and bought an album and you started on the A side and then you flipped it to the B side, went back to the A side, and you got to know a band and um, kind of what their thinking is. Because, yeah. um, you know, we think that word album means a record. That's what I used to think. And then as I got older, I realized that an album is a collection of things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, me and uh, Lewis similar had, meaning and yeah. value. And we had LimeWire, so. <laughs> I didn't have LimeWire. Oh, you don't remember that? No. Oh, wow. Napster? He's too no. young. What was that. yours? What was your first like music thing? Probably SoundCloud or Spotify. Whoa, oh, that's so crazy. You can't so steal music young. from SoundCloud. That's, yeah. <laughs> you can't they illegally download things you. from yeah. Spotify. It's free. Yeah, that, I guess that's uh, fair. I yeah, think I'm I've not, ever paid to... Listen to a song. That's crazy. Mm. That's pretty crazy. You could get so much stuff. I'm a Spotify premium listener, man. I got premium. If I had a nickel for every virus that my Windows 98 (laughs) computer got from LiveWire, I would be a rich man. Right. And I could pay all those copyright infringements. I was an IT manager. It's amazing how many viruses I cleaned up from people there. I was like, I'd go, it was Napster for us and then LiveWire. But. And, you know, I'd go to them and say, dude, you got to get off the Napster. It's like, I don't use Napster. I don't <laughs> even know what Napster is. It's like, dude, I can't keep cleaning up the same viruses and the yeah. same filth that you're downloading. If Quit. I had a dollar for every virus my MacBook has gotten, I would have zero dollars. Right. Sponsored <laughs> by <laughs> Apple. No, not really. <laughs> not really, no. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, get- it's pretty cool that you're talking about 21 Pilots. Um, I know they're very mainstream. And I kind of wrote them off because... You know, when Miles and Oliver and our younger students are listening to them, it's like it seems like it has no relevance to me. But I really dig that they're mainstream. But you're telling me they're they're believers, they're Christians, yeah. and they're using uh, messages. Uh, so are they the ones to blame for you, Suicide Squad? Or they're writing things no. that make you think at a deeper they're level and challenge yeah. Suicide Squad. They're definitely, uh, they're if you go consume. listen to Vessels, their faith really shines through in that first album, their first studio album. Um, and there's just one song, Trees, that just talking about God. Um, but, you know, they don't ever say, like, this is about Jesus or whatever, um, you know. Yeah, that's, um, I, that's cool. It's kind of hard to do, and that's one of my critiques of Christian music is it's kind of like we're hearing copies of copies, yeah. covers of covers, and the same things, the same phrases and stuff, and they're not, like, digging in and thinking at a creative level. You, What about the song you mentioned, um, the Choker? Yeah. 
Choker, yeah. So uh, one of the songs is called Choker, and it's using this metaphor of like secondhand smoke. If you kind of dissect the lyrics about like breaking this vicious cycle in your family, of like what other what people do in your family, how it affects you, but also how like you can overcome that. Hmm. Uh, if you really give powerful. it a listen, but, and, and but they are that band. They are that band that if you just listen to it, you think, oh, this is just some catchy, you know new punk music right you got to really listen to it you know yeah. it's kind of like you two like you go and like they're good but then when you really listen to music you're like oh yeah youtube youtube's got a lot to say in their music and you um you know if you listen to the lyrics at face value there's uh there's a deeper meaning under there and then some mm-hmm. are not it's like uh i grew up listening to triumph you know they're just a rock band a huge it was a rock band, but once uh, I started, I never listened to lyrics. I listened to the music and, you know, note for note, that's all in my head. But I start listening to lyrics and I realized and looked up uh, Rick Emmett of Triumph, you know, guitar player, scream the high notes, man, just rock, just great anthem songs. Turns out he grew up as a Christian in Canada and uh, wrote songs like Lay It on the Line and Fight the Good Fight and Hold On. Very positive, very encouraging, uplifting songs, and it's really cool. Magic power, yeah. you know, it's like magic power. What's that? And it's actually talking about the Holy Spirit uh, living through us and stuff. Some really great stuff out really there. Really good, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would ask your side what he's listening to, but he hates music. Um, let me tell you what I'm listening to. It's this weird band called Larry and His Flask. They're good, <laughs> not Christian, but they're good. They, it's like um. How do I? It's like a ska with banjo. So there's that. Is Larry's flask part of the band? I I imagine it's just Larry, and then his flask is his instrument uh, or his backup singer. I'm not sure. Does someone play the spoons? Um, sometimes. It's a lot of banjo, but there's a little spoon in there. Not many bands have a full time spoon player. That's not common knowledge. Yeah, I'm it's just, usually the bass I'm player learns the spoons. Oh wow, doubling up. Yeah, that's Double pretty good. That's pretty handy. Oh, you can probably more do valuable. some spoons, go to the triangle, get the jaw harp, get since, a jug. Since, <laughs> since we're going around thanks for not calling it a Jew harp, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but since we're going around the table, Lewis, what what are you listening to? Uh music. Wow. No, um, what kind of music? I, I listen to mostly every kind. I've been listening to a lot of uh gorillas. Like gorillas, I love the gorillas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, girls are good, man. We yeah. found and, out uh, Bo Burnham's uh, album from Inside. Yeah, really check like it out; it's great. Yeah, it's I really will good. check that out. I've got a jazz mix on, on Spotify that came out with Dinah Washington and Billie Holiday and stuff like that. I know who Billie and, Holiday is. Oh yeah, you, you need to just jazz mix, and you'll find some great stuff, man. Do you, do you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> the thing about jazz is that the word jazz or phrase jazz music can mean. A bazillion different yeah. things. That's like saying rock music. Do you like yeah. rock music? Well, yeah. I like Van Halen. I like, you know, Triumph. I like stuff like that. But it could mean anything to <laughs> anyone. It's, it's kind of like that that a musician you're describing. It's just like, you, you know, like you look up a band, it's like, this guy, vocalist, this guy, guitarist, this guy, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been an etc. man myself. Etc. 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 Well, we thank y'all for tuning in, uh, listening to us talk about nothing for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, email in. Yeah, please shoot us an email, man. Let us know if uh, we're be- just being stupid here and laughing about stupid crap 
or if you're finding some things uh, interesting in this, give us some direction, man. If you want us to talk more in depth about certain things, man, I'd love to hear that too. Really love to hear from you guys. We got uh, listeners in uh, Germany. Shoot us an email. Germany. Man. Yeah. Uh, where else, Josiah? Uh, All kinds France of or Italy? Well, yeah. France and or Italy. Um, lots of places in America. Atlanta it seems to be a hot spot for us. So thank you, Atlanta Georgians. Because they're all stuck in traffic. It's probably <laughs> that, yeah. Listening to us. They got that six-hour commute going two yeah. miles from their house. So if you're listening to us on AM radio... I They're not. <laughs> Hi, Grandpa. If you listen to us, listen to us on eight track, eight track, whatever, whatever uh, podcast. Yeah. If you listen to us on Apple, then uh, leave us a review that helps us out a lot. Five uh, stars. Is please. that how Apple works? That's how Apple works, okay. I think. And then uh, if you listen on other things, then just yeah. If you're listening, listening to us on Deezer, well, good for you. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you're cool with that. Yes, and if you're listening to us and it's the apocalypse, thanks for finding us. Yeah, we're we are. we're up on the hill at the farmhouse <laughs> with the Christmas lights. That's yeah. us. Yeah. If you're listening to us on Alexa, hey Alexa, count to 100. Oh no, don't do that. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, bye. Bye. See you next time. Peace out. Peace out. Hey, it's Thanks for listening to Denton Hated. Be sure to subscribe and head over to DeSotoArtsInstitute.com if you'd like to know more about us, DAI, and our filmmaking and teaching endeavors. We write, create, shoot, and more. Consider making a donation to help us continue our mission of passing along knowledge to our young friends so they can do the same.